1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles. The following program is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in the Vitoin, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group on 4 High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts. All opinions expressed in the show are strictly those of the hosts and they are not associated with those of Tojanet, Pararex, or any other of our sponsors. Without further ado, I am Ron Kohler, your host, and joining us all the way from Wales is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Steve Hassan. Although he seems to have run off. Uh, typical. So this would be Mrs. Gold Standard in ghost hunting.
2: Oh, no gold standard from me. I let the side down on that one. But yes, I'm Steve's wife, Catherine, or you can call me Cat. Kat.
1: Very well. Thank you for joining us. And since this is to me for a loop, I have no idea what, because I, I had a question for him. I had sent Sorry, him a... He
2: is here. No, he's just no. being quiet. No, no. He's saying he's not here. He not remember the schedule. And it's not my
1: business. <laughs> he, he knows, he knows. You know, well, that Jen wasn't going to be here, so I'm not concerned about that. Don't uh,
2: worry. He is here, and he will answer your question.
1: So, anyways, I had come across this uh, thing about something in your neighborhood, which is the notorious Snowdonia Christmas ghost. And uh, since it was in your area, I thought the great gold standard in ghost hunting might know something about it.
2: Mr. Parsons? Uh, he He's looking a bit yeah. frantic. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: because it says about... Um, I sent you an email about this. Have you got it? To which I replied, I haven't had any emails about it. Oh, well. Well, thousand... tell me what you got about it.
1: That's unimportant. The important my thing is, have you ever heard of it? Well, I don't know till you jog my memory. I just mentioned it, you clunk ahead. <laughs> and how many... Yeah. It's I...
2: like having Ethan and Oscar
1: in sure. the room.
0: I know where Snowdonia is. I know what a haunted house is. Put the two together. Tell me the, the bit. That the you Christmas ghost. Well, I know Baby. what Christmas is. I know what a
1: ghost is. And I know where Snowdonia is. So, we're so I quarters. have to go it, it, dig this thing up. It's OK. The notorious Sidonia Hotel, which has its own Christmas ghost. The hotel in Chapel Creek was once owned by a famous cricketeer which is what, like Jimmy the Cricket or something different? Yeah, yeah. And the spirit of his daughter, Evelyn, roams the halls. So evidently you know nothing about it, even though it was on the SPR website, but whatever.
0: Just to me, I spend my entire life on the SPR website.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But strange enough, I do know of that hotel. I've been there.
1: Okay. So you do do you know the story and, and and how this came about?
0: No, not a clue. But I have been to that. <laughs> I have been to that hotel.
1: Once again, you're a you're a best dollar. You're a best uh, yeah of information. Yeah. Okay. I, unless you're unless here? you're ranting, you know, you're kind of useless. Be honest with well, you.
0: Do you know something? <laughs> My expertise does not lie in being the font of all knowledge of every haunted house in Great Britain. But the gold standard,
1: for God's
0: sakes. Yeah, the gold standard in looking for the damn things. Oh, oh if it's, okay. If it's a, if it's a walking gazettee you want, you need to refer to our mutual friend, Dylan.
1: Oh, Raquel. Or Raquel,
0: Or Rick yeah. Or anybody else except me. Okay, very good. Right. But talk, don't ask me. Talk to Catherine.
1: So anyways, moving right <laughs> on, is the second subject I wanted to talk to you about, and is why are Brits crying out for homegrown ghost hunters? What the hell does that mean? And that's from the SPR website as well. Hang on, is that for me or Catherine? I don't really care who answered it. Why ever? <laughs> I have no idea what well, you're
2: was,
0: talking about. Well, that was that was a rant that Asat put up, uh, whinging about there being no British ghost hunting programs and the British television uh, channel Really TV buying all the American crap.
1: Hmm. So they so, like want British people to create crap now. It, yeah, that's what I'm trying to find out. Is is it is yeah, British be creating better crap than the Americans? Or there, no, are no, 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 it's just the
0: American no, channels. It's just British crap. American channels won't buy British crap because they get their own crap cheaper. Ah. So they're not going to commission British crap because they can just get American crap and then syndicate it because all the channels in America that are showing the crap are all part of the Discovery Network.
2: God, this yes, program's all about crap tonight.
1: Anyway, what was that, cat? I said this program's all about crap tonight. Usually yes, is. it is. Yes, <laughs> usually. It's the holiday season. <laughs> I won't be speaking to, to Mr. Parsons for two weeks after this, so I have to get as much uh, yeah. in as possible.
2: <laughs> well, I'll be seeing him for those two weeks. So, uh, oh,
1: I'll lucky you! Ready. Lucky you! I still don't understand. Well, never mind. <laughs> love is love is blind, I guess. But what can I say?
2: Yeah, he needed glasses after he met me. <laughs>
1: you you know there is a there is there a, uh, is a, uh, a rumor going around that he wears sunglasses all the time because he's been be- beaten by his wife i i've heard that rumor but i i, I try to dispel it but i try to dispel it but uh that's the latest one going around
2: i thought i paid you enough he <laughs> <I, laughs> he likes to be mysterious yeah, but
1: when I first met him, he wasn't that way. When did this all appear? Did he have like a second childhood going through, or
2: he's a constant second childhood? Mm-hmm.
1: Just I'm currently of, and...
2: looking at his collection of toys. Ah
1: uh, yes, yes.
2: Which collection of toys? Does that all here? all the Lego ones. Now he bought the Ghostbuster fire station.
1: Good man. Which is
2: which is great. Completely agree with it. But he has seasonal accessories it's not a ghostbuster fire station anymore it's a dollhouse Uh he's laughing because he knows it's true
1: so can you get us some video of him playing with his toys
2: i never catch him but he puts lots of pictures up of different parts of the house with a christmas tree or easter bunnies or things (laughs) like that (laughs) it's got a snowman outside it today
1: I can can send over to you a little spy camera that we can stick in his office and catch what's going on while you're working.
2: He has threatened to put a camera in the office to video in case I go in his office when he's not here. (sighs) Motion-detected camera that would send an alert to his phone in case I'm in his office.
1: I I believe that because he loves all those little gadgets anyways.
2: Has has he told you that he um, is mentioned in a romance novel?
1: I'm sure he is. He is. Is what, the villain? No,
2: no, no, no. I'm not entirely sure. Sh- I'm, I'm not allowed to read the book. But, uh, wait me, dedicated... You're not
1: allowed to read the book? No, it's called Haunted Hearts. I guess right. Excuse, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Hold it right there. You're not allowed? to read the books? Is that what I heard? No, he has spoken sternly that you may never read this book? You oh, have what? seen Steve open a book, haven't you? He's so
2: careful with it, he doesn't crack the spine or crease the pages in any way. So if I opened the book, I would damage it.
1: So go get another one. And then you can spill the beans.
2: Yeah, I think they're out of print.
1: <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. if he's in it. <laughs> but you're quite the author, Rob. Huh? No, no, I don't write anything. Maureen oh, writes I, everything. I just lend so my name to it. Work. I just lend my name to it. Maureen writes everything. Sure.
2: Well that's very
1: honest. Yeah, I I try to be honest, you know. You unlike some well, people.
2: <gasps> Stephen. <laughs> I hope you're not listening to him, Ron.
1: No, I never do. <laughs> it's like being married goes in one ear out the other.
2: So Jan trained you well to cope no, with sleep. No, no,
1: no. My my mother, my mother would uh, talk up a storm. My dad said very few words, <laughs> and the reason why he would just ignore it, just let it go in one ear and out the other. So he taught me. I picked up the picked up that wonderful uh, treat from him. So.
2: So where is your good lady this evening?
1: The one she, is on a, she is on a mission of mercy in, in a raging snowstorm Which I'm quite worried about Usually I would shut the phone off But I'm leaving it on just in case of an emergency She is driving her sister to Boston For an operation so.
2: Oh um, wow Oh well she's a good soul isn't she
1: Yeah if you say so I'm agreeing with you I, by the way I, I, I,
2: Yeah I didn't, didn't mention you In that statement
1: <laughs> Anyway uh so we're lucky to have you today. Normally this show would be uh the, the girls but uh as I mentioned Jen is on a mission of mercy so uh you're stuck with uh with me and the cat. So that's it. With uh, you
2: and the cat.
1: You yeah.
2: Oh yes, of course.
1: Yeah. Well me and the cat too. So that's I have the cat. Cat.
2: Of course you haven't got the paranormal I'm going to call it paranormal cat because it doesn't feel right saying the version Steve uses.
1: Well, paranormal pussy?
2: Yes, the one in the corner of the room. Yeah, it's paranormal pussy. Freaky looking, Ron.
1: Yes, I know. I, I I'm, uh, I'm not as intimate as with him as Steve is, but uh, he's playing with it now. I told you he's got toys. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it, has he ever tried to uh, record the noises it makes and see if there are actual EVPs or subliminal messages inside that squawking? No.
2: I don't believe he has, but he does like see? playing with of, it.
1: What kind of a scientist is he?
2: Um,
1: Investigator.
2: Say <laughs> what you like, I don't care. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe you. Mm-hmm. An obsessive-compulsive one. Yes. Yes. He's currently working his way through cleaning his
0: bookcase. No, he's not. He's looking frantically for a ghost of he's, about christmas he's,
2: he's looking for a book stating about the Christmas ghost. <laughs> oh, too bad. Too
1: now, bad. As,
2: as you all know from having spent a considerable amount of time with Steve, he doesn't talk about things unless he knows about it. Otherwise, you won't get anything
1: out of him. You you know what's what's interesting about Steve is that when I first uh, was uh, made aware that he was coming over here from Nori, uh, she warned me that I would have to be on my best behavior because he was very serious and very prestigious. And, uh, of course, after I met him, that was all down the tubes. But... uh, (laughs)
2: Uh, it depends on which side of Steve you meet. There's the very professional side.
1: Mm. Very never, professional side. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. The professional side. No. Oh, well, one time, yes, I did. He when he refused to go on air. Uh, yeah, he was very professional. So
2: when he refused to go on air, or was he yeah, having a yeah. drop at the time? <laughs>
1: No, oh, no, 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 no. No no. <laughs> no, no, it was very very professional. Very professional, professional reasons. He stuck to his food? gun. Yeah.
0: Is that to do with food?
1: No. No, 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 no. Just, no, it would have just an acquaint,
0: meant, acquaintance of his. Would have meant me selling, saying horrible, nasty, mean
1: things about Dr. Kieran O'Keefe. Oh, you did mention his name. I wasn't going to. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> and I wouldn't do that, would I? He wouldn't do it, so Not he... You no, would refuse to go on air, and, and of course, I, I got even with him when I uh, made him take the handkerchief off his head if he wanted to go on air, which he refused to do, and, and that spoiled the story. We cut him. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. You got better control over him than me, Rob. No, he
0: no. didn't He didn't understand that I was using a prop as part of the story, and then he got hissy. And told me to take the prop off.
1: I completely spoiled it. Then he it. called my TV show a two-bit... Uh, what was it? Uh, I forget what the exact... No, did I said... Yes. It, it, uh,
0: what I exactly said is there is, there is no wait, point... Wait wait, in not, wait, wait, wait. This is what he exactly said. I love yeah, this. Okay. There's no point in beating yourself up over a two-bit radio show, is what I actually said. Radio? Radio, hmm. radio TV show. Because you were sick... And we neither of us should have been where we should have been. And in the grand scheme of things, what I was saying is, in- your the Ron's more important than the TV show. Yes.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: Well, when in that context, it's nice.
1: No, 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 no. It just it was a plain, plain pissing match. <laughs> it wasn't. He yes, it was. Don't he just he refuses to admit it. That's all. You
2: notice girls don't have pissy matches. We just get pissy. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But the one thing about guys, and I, I just talked about this on the, the morning show, is that when, <laughs> when guys are upset with you, they let you know it to your face. But when girls are upset, you know, they talk behind your back.
2: <laughs> yeah. And when it's... you hear a woman say, I'm fine, you know you're in trouble.
1: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Steve tells me that all the time. Just saying. <laughs> But in in all the years I've known him, which is quite a few now, surprisingly enough, um, he's only gotten mad at me once, which is. Gosh, you've done well! Astonishing uh, since, you know, some people say that uh, I was. uh, I can be annoying, but. (laughs) Some people say that.
2: Well, you've heard what some people say about Steve. You Should hear what some people say some, about me. Some. They only speak highly of him, they always speak highly of Steve. Oh, yes, absolutely. Can say what some when people he's around, say it's about what most, people say. what most people say, yeah, that's
1: why they send you know reporters from the Boston, I uh, don't know what the Boston, what is the Wall Street Journal over there because, um, you uh, know, they, never did they never did it again, they never, <laughs> they never did, did it, it. So,
2: yeah, but mm-hmm. bear in mind that. I was part of the mix then, so they met me as well. That might have put them off. Oh,
1: well, they did? on, oh, you have a good reputation. Uh, I'm hurt. Yeah,
2: but I don't do TV shows. I don't do radio shows apart from this one.
0: This is a small one just arriving. Uh,
2: and he's right. Oscar, our youngest, was about to come in. He's peeking around the door, so we might get interrupted in a minute. Right. Oh, come on then, Ethan. Did you hear about our eldest son leading a political rally? Excuse me? Um, Be
1: careful. Politics? Trump's a
2: Our children were yes. studying democracy at, at Beavers and Cubs, so the scouting organization. Oh, okay. So they were learning about political parties, what they do, and how to run a campaign. Uh-huh. And we said if a campaign happened down here, we'd take them along. And it just so happened that the Labour Party leader, Jeremy Corbyn, was down doing a rally.
1: Oh, Steve loves that uh, Jeremy Corbyn.
2: So uh, we couldn't get anywhere near the stage, but we noticed there was a bit of a gap around the back of the stage. Mm-hmm. So we inched closer and closer until we were stood behind the stage. Clever. And And the organisers overheard our children singing the chant for Jeremy Corbyn, and Ethan got invited on the stage to lead 1,500 people in singing as the warm-up act for Jeremy Corbyn.
1: Uh, (gasps) Come on, then,
2: you can sing it if you want to. Oh, Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, Jeremy Corbyn. (laughs) Uh, and this goes charity. that's all that's the words that's it
1: <laughs> that's uh, very uh yeah yeah very innovative
2: we're not we're not quite sure how it ended up happening but yes it was interesting and when we saw quite a few faces that we knew in the crowds it suddenly dawned on them who was stood on the stage they were all clapping and cheering along with them oh that's pretty cool
1: and is Ethan the same one that climbed the mighty walls of Ethan yep. North Castle?
2: That's Ethan's next aspiration is to do a skydive. He's nine.
1: Oh, God bless him.
2: Whereas Oscar's wh- next, Oscar's next aspiration is to use his head as a battering ram through the nearest wall, or well, that's what it seems to be, isn't it, Ozzy? Ozzy's nodding. You can speak. <laughs> Oh, and Oscar's just walked out the room.
0: Uh, oh, no,
2: go. Ozzy's now gone to bang his head against a wall.
0: Good. <laughs> no, you are, you talk properly or you leave. So do you want to talk oh, to Ron? like the other radio show that you do. Hi, Ron. Hi there.
2: Ron listening.
0: How are you? There's at least two other people.
2: <laughs> Ozzy, you're going to say hi to everyone. Say Merry Christmas. Or Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. What's uh, what's that uh, guy you have over there? Uh, Mr. Christmas, or what the heck is his name is. Who's the guy that brings all the gifts?
2: Uh, he the answers to uh, Father Christmas or Santa over here now. Father Christmas, there it is. Yeah. yeah what's he bringing you? Yeah, I
0: can't... What have you asked him for? I've asked for Lego, which is from Avengers Endgame, and Ozzy's
2: asked for two things from Avengers
0: Ah. Then we gave him Lego. No, have
2: Yes, you have. Oh, I forgot. Um, it's, like... it's forgotten. <laughs> and they went to see a pantomime today. Ah. What was it about? Sleeping Beauty, and they actually kissed, and I almost threw up. Oh! And the <laughs> and they sang some pop songs, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they sang I'm Bad... Uh, Michael Jackson's bad, yeah Yeah. Um, <laughs> they also sang Shotgun and what's the other Stevie oh, Wonder's yeah, Very Superstition
1: Super- Superstition Good science, songs.
2: Yeah
1: We have a echo in it
2: You're going to go off and play for a bit? We don't want to stay on the show for a bit You want to stay on the show for a bit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do You're more more interesting than your father
2: is. (laughs) (laughs) These two are hoping we've, um, occasionally Steve will do a charity event, to help raise funds for whichever local charity, and Mm -hmm, he's doing mm -hmm. it for the Scouts in February. And these two are hoping to go along for a bit of ghost hunting. So for Oscar, it will be the first time he's been on a ghost hunt, but it will be the third time for Ethan.
1: Okay, Oscar, if you go. Ask your father for the Ghost Meter Pro. It's the best piece of ghost hunting equipment you can have. <laughs> you
2: can talk. He's just giggling. He thinks it's funny. Well, he's shy. You're not shy, though, no, are you? No. So, Ethan, the last time he went on a ghost hunt, he was a tiny baby. And we used him as bait. Yeah, I didn't like that.
1: No, I don't, I don't blame you. but you
2: the <laughs> bait. Even was bait because it was supposed to be a lady ghost there, yeah. so we thought she might like a baby. Tweet. So he but, was just over three weeks old.
1: But instead, she just ran her fingers through Steve's hair. That's
2: why he hasn't got any. I know. <laughs> I don't hide it under a hat, though.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, put the bats away, boys. Uh-huh. They're starting a little fight over he- follicle loss. I don't have a bat. I mean, follicle t- challenged. Follically challenged. My my apologies, Ron.
0: Yes. Yes. he no, can't find
2: anything. Back there. No, he can't Oscar,
1: find anything.
2: Get out of the there, coast. Oscar's trying oh. to go under Steve's desk. We're oh. on hallowed ground.
1: Out. Is he really that picky about his office?
2: Everything has a place, and there's lots of breakable or expensive things in
1: here. So, uh, yeah,
2: he is quite precious about his workspace.
1: So, Kath, do you have your own little space?
2: Uh, I just spread myself around the rest of the house.
1: Mm. So the rest is yours, and that's his sanctuary?
2: Steve says that if there's a corner, you'll find my stuff in it.
1: Ah, uh-huh.
2: yeah. It's that sort of thing, and the kids' room is just like a explosion in a toy factory.
1: Really? Uh, who's home all day long, by the way? Uh, that doesn't mean he
2: isn't working.
1: Yeah, but uh, doesn't he have control over his children? They're, they're because they're not here. <laughs> they he go to school. Oh, really? They wreck, his ro- they wreck their room while they're in school? Those children can destroy everything. must have told the guys, I guess. No, those kids can destroy a room in 30 seconds Mm. Pretty much like like me and my brother
2: Yes Mm. Uh, It's just Lego and clothes everywhere They don't seem to like wearing socks So they just take them off and scatter them around the room Uh,
1: It keeps away uh, evil spirits
2: Is that what it is? Yeah,
1: Yeah. It's an old Polish remedy
2: Right, I must remember that one.
1: Yeah. yeah, But, uh, yes. So the boys are excited about uh, the forthcoming holiday?
2: They are. They finish school for uh, the Christmas holidays on Friday. Oh, that's cool. And then they don't return to school until the 7th of January.
1: Oh, that's very cool, actually. Yeah, you have a lot of time week, off. Two weeks off. Yeah. Steve will be thrilled. <laughs> Are you thrilled, dear? Ecstatic. He's ecstatic. I know it. He's counting the days he can take the Christmas tree down. For boxing day. It, seriously, <laughs> boxing day. I know it. I, I, uh, 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 I, I don't even want to go there.
2: <laughs> if he could get away with it, it would come down Christmas night.
1: <laughs> what a grinch. He just gets fed up at the mess. So, so, let me ask you this Kat. uh who decorates a tree? uh me mm-hmm. we, have, we,
2: have, we have an agreement.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I do Christmas, Steve does Halloween um, so Steve does all the decorations for Halloween. Hang on, Li, and uh we end up with skeletons in the garden. Um, it's not such a big thing over here. It is growing, okay. but so, decorating your house
1: isn't isn't such a big deal. Does it all come down on November first? Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. But he he usually it's puts the decorations up when he comes back from seeing you guys over in the states, and then it comes down on the first of November.
1: Wow, he is anal, isn't he? <laughs>
2: He's smiling and not commenting because you're correct. Mm-hmm. Are you that bad, Ron? No. <laughs> but I bet you know where everything is,
1: though. No, he doesn't. Absolutely. That's one thing I do know. No matter what, where it is, I know where it is and what I have. I know everything this I have. I go over. The first question is, where's the freaking thing? Do I have to go and find it for him? That's because some people move it on me. That's the problem. When I pack my ghost hunting equipment up, people, oh, let me help you. Let me help you. No, don't you touch my stuff. Because next time I go to use it, I can never find it because somebody put it in the wrong place or didn't pack it or whatever. Well, I don't let anybody touch my stuff. Did you hear that? Yeah. So that's why he doesn't let anybody I touch agree. I agree with him on that. I absolutely agree with him on that. So, uh yeah, that nothing's worse than that when you're out in the field, and all of a sudden you're looking for a power supply that should be with the camera or or a uh, uh, one of those things on the tripod that should be with the tripod, and they're not there. So that's so frustrating. Anyways, we are coming up to the break, so we have to take a break. You're listening maybe to Ghost Chronicles International with uh, – Cat Parsons and Ron Koch and Oscar and Ethan, and we'll be right back after the following messages right here on TochiNet and Pararex. We'll be back. Welcome to TochiNet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at any ghost at Comcast.net or call 978 455 6678. and spooky, they all talk oddly gooky the Parrax family, the shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal, the topics are abnormal, the Parrax
0: family, they're strange, deranged, unrestrained, so grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous, as we give you war Of Ghost Chronicles International, the pre-Christmas disaster edition, hosted by New England's own Van Helsing, and over here in West Wales, the land of the Red Dragon, the Red Dragon herself, Cat. Be okay. careful, or I might be fire at you. Done now. Hello, everybody.
1: Mm. I, there, actually, right? I
2: actually,
1: actually... I have a, a red dragon right here. Do you really? Yes, it, it's uh, it's a it's uh, a let me see what's it called. It's a Tyco, Must be uh, a beanie baby or something. No, it's it's a little red dragon. Steve, did you get, did you bring that? Yes. Okay.
0: Because I'm nice like that
1: and thoughtful. No, it's Jan's. So I took it off her desk. I'm sitting at her desk.
2: Do you know the red dragon is said to come from a form of Arthurian legend? Really? Yes. It's Who the connected. hell is
1: Arthuria? Who's, who's
2: King who's Arthur. 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 King Arthur. Knights nice of the Round Table. Mm. Uh, you know the wizard Merlin? He's playing with you. No, yep. I'm talking about the legend now. Yeah, Bloody playing. hell, he's
0: interfering again it
2: is said that when Merlin was a child uh, they threatened to kill him and grind his bones to put into the base of a castle that kept sinking into a moat well that's not nice and as a child who was able to have premonitions he said it won't fix your castle but if you dig beneath the ground you'll find a cave with two dragons in it one white one red he said when the dragons fight it will tell you which nation will win the red is your people and the blood of your people. The white is that of the invaders. So the king uh, decided to investigate further. And when he dug down into the cave, he found the two dragons and the white dragon killed the red dragon.
1: Oh, that's not good. Not good.
2: No, and the white dragon symbolized England. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Steve's now laughing at that but the red dragon symbolises the blood of the Welsh people.
0: <laughs> he gave you the tourist industry.
1: You want gave us as a well as tar- should.
2: Our beaches and our castles gave us a tourist
0: uh, industry. Your castles?
1: Sorry. Yes, our
2: castles.
0: Who,
1: built by who? Built the by the British.
0: Built by, by the Welsh. The British. Oh, King Edward I, that's right. No, he was just the contractor. After he subjugated the Welsh and thought this country needs a tourist industry, I will build <laughs> castles. He done Go forth and build shit. castles. Mm. You talk some shit. It's true. I will build castles and people will come. It's true. And in, ta- in a thousand years' time, they will thank me for creating a tourist industry. We did it for Scotland as well. They're
1: just so grateful. Yeah, they're going back to uh, boat out again. Yeah, good riddance to them. Yeah. So uh, what's, your, your, uh, what's your opinion on uh, Mr... Uh, uh, Johnson, what's the heck's his name? John, Boris.
2: Being, uh, yeah. uh, I like Boris.
1: Boris. Oh, mm.
2: I do like Boris. Um, I said to Steve, uh, back in 2011, I posted on the internet that Boris should be Prime Minister because he's unpredictable and he won't be dull. Mm-hmm. So I should have placed a bet.
1: But, no, we, I mean, we call I mean, him Mini Trump.
2: What the prime minister can get away from, get away with hiding from the press in a fridge, in a refrigerator. Good man. And his speech after winning the election was, "Now we must get on with breakfast, but uh, bre- Brexit. But first, let's it's have done breakfast."
0: So well if you'd have done it properly.
2: Yes, it would have. Shut up, you. There you go. He's an arse.
1: Oh, I love that! So a- does our our uh, listeners.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> but no, I like Boris, and I think he'll
0: do a good job with the role he's been given. Excellent! Britain great again. Making Britain great. We're all going to wear red baseball cap
2: Hey, I went to see a British comedian who's a Labour supporter. He's also and an actor called Years Azad, and he oh, said. He's going to. Well, he's a a transvestite, Mm -hmm. and he's going. He's campaigning to become a member of parliament. Mm -hmm. Genuinely Mm -hmm. believes in it, and he said his slogan is not "Make Britain Great Again." It's "Make Humanity Great Again."
1: Oh, isn't that special?
2: Is very nice, isn't it? And instead of red, he's going to have blue, blue baseball caps.
1: Excellent. I am so Trump thrilled to hear that news. Do you
2: think Trump will get another term?
1: Uh, who knows? Who really doesn't know? All he done, the impeachment has done has made it, uh, his numbers stronger. So. As,
2: as Boris turned around and said, "The you you have people who strongly <laughs> stick to one political party or another. In some areas of the north of England, you could stick a hat on a straw donkey And they'd vote for it as long as it was the right party.
1: There you go. It's probably probably true.
2: But because of this whole uh, Brexit situation,
1: this whole
2: what? Bread, bread, breadstick. breadstick. Breastfed, Yeah, Yeah. breastfed, breastfed, breadstick um, situation. Everyone's so fed up of it that, that they voted for the one person who said they'd definitely make it happen.
0: I didn't know we had that. I just found a sketches bag.
2: Oh, aren't you lucky you found a sketches bag? Oh, the little joys
0: in his life. I didn't know I had one. See what happens when he cleans his room once in a while? I know. No, it's, I just genuinely didn't know I had one. He's hiding back here. we more all so the Ouija boards.
2: Do you collect Ouija boards? Are you talk to me or him? Oh, I know he collects them. Do you collect them, Ron? Of course I do. How many have you got now?
1: Three. Yeah, nice try there. He's just jealous because I've got far more interesting Ouija boards than he does. Not not counting up the haunted ones that people sent me.
2: You've got haunted Ouija boards.
1: Yes, people. Yeah, people hate Ouija boards. You know, they they're haunted. They're evil, so they send them to (laughs) me.
0: You'll have to open your own museum soon.
1: I should. Plus all the crap that Steve gave me. Have you not learnt your
0: lesson about having haunted things after that
1: photograph? Ooh, don't mention that photograph, we. are ah, too late! I've
0: mentioned the photograph.
1: No, you can't mention it. It's it's there. It's buried under. Ask
0: Ron about his cursed photograph. Should no, I? Don't. No, yeah. don't. Yeah. don't. do Tell 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 us all about your cursed photograph, Ron.
1: Cat. All I can say is, did you have a working washing machine that suddenly didn't work?
0: Yeah,
2: Steve does the I, washing.
1: There you go. Don't 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 mention the photograph anymore, <laughs> or else it'll be expensive for you.
2: <laughs> hey, I didn't do anything wrong, then.
1: No, no, no. It's the photograph. I'm telling you. Don't mention it. Move on. Nothing to see here.
0: What are you looking at now? L- Look, pay attention. No, I'm not, I'm not on the show. Yeah. You're not on the show.
1: Then go away. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So, it, being uh, Steve's wife,
2: <laughs> yes.
1: and, and, and all of his notoriety, does it does it offend you when, when people come up to him in droves and say, oh, aren't you Steve Parson, and, and they just totally ignore you?
2: Oh, yeah, it really cuts to the quick, you know, it's mm. devastating. It doesn't happen. When everyone walks past him and nobody pays
1: any attention. <laughs> That's not what he tells me.
2: I think I've only ha- seen it happen at a non-ghost-hunting event twice.
0: Uh, oh, you're always telling me somebody comes into work and blah blah. No, when blah, blah, I
2: talk blah. to them about ghost hunting, they know who you are. See? And they don't come up and recognise you. Most of them only know you from Most Haunted. And he was eight stone heavier well, then. It was Eighth like a stone. whole of Steve attached to him.
1: Eight stone. What? What's yeah. a stone? I always get that. I never can get that uh, right.
2: Well, he was. He was more than double the size he is now. What's
1: a, How much is a? How many? A stone is how many pounds?
2: Fourteen pounds.
1: Fourteen pounds. Yeah. Holy crap! That's a lot of stones. It's a, it's a whole other Steve. Mm.
2: Did he really weigh that much? Have you not seen the footage of him on Most Haunted?
1: I don't remember him being robust. Watch the footage again. I will have to. I have to go dig one up now. He had round
2: glasses and a very round face.
1: Really? Hmm. I mistook him for David Wells. That's probably what happened. (laughs) But anyway. Uh, So, David, do you know Derek Akura Cat at all? Uh. I've seen him
2: live once, but I haven't met him myself. Okay. No, Steve went to see him when he was down here uh, about a year or so ago.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I know as a stage presence, he's a bit extreme. Um, but Steve said, as you, a person,
1: you, he's lovely. Do you find him entertaining? That's that's.
2: It depends on what you mean by entertaining. Whether they intend to be funny. Oh. I mean the whole Mary loves Dick thing. Classic. Yeah, and um, talking so about. It's like
1: re- almost like almost like somebody saying breastfed or breadstick.
2: <laughs> For some reason today, I have had trouble saying the word breaks
1: I can never say it, be honest, with you. I always call it bizquick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It it's still means the same thing.
1: or no, whatever. I have no clue. Anyway.
2: Sick, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So were you married to Steve when he was working on Most Haunted?
2: No. No. I oh. actually met him through Most Haunted, though.
1: You did? Oh,
2: I didn't
0: hear
1: this.
2: Um,
1: My brother's groupy You were a young- groupie, groupie hanging outside saying,
2: oh, no. Steve, Steve. No, he hadn't actually been on – uh broadcasted on the show at that
1: point oh okay
2: um what happened was my brother's youngest son uh when he was six weeks old um was diagnosed with meningitis which caused severe brain injury
1: yeah
2: and he had a very short life he was alive for 13 months so i was trying to find a way to raise money for the hospital he'd been treated in And I was still slightly scared of the dark. And my mum used to watch Most Haunted, and I just used to scoff at it. And when there was a live on, I I went through the Living TV link and saw this chat room where people were saying about how you could go on a ghost hunt. So I joined the chat room, and I said, is there any possibility I could be locked in a room somewhere to raise some money? Hmm. So they said, well, come down to Portsmouth Live. And we'll introduce you to this guy who owns a haunted building called Richard Felix. Oh, no, Richard Felix! No, shut up, you. So, I met some really lovely people, and they introduced me to Richard. And I was down there for the two of the nights, and through At that, I
1: mm? Did you go to Dabby Jail?
2: Yes, a couple of times.
1: Oh,
2: go ahead. Carry on. Um. And I met Steve through that because a a friend had gone down to Portsmouth the day after me to meet up with me there. And he was really into ghost hunting. And he walked up to Kieran saying, I need some advice about equipment. And he said, I'm the wrong person to speak to. The man you need to speak to is over there. And then Steve invited us up to meet his um, paranormal team to learn about ghost hunting. And as they say, the rest is history. Oh,
1: wow. So you met, met Richard Felix first? Uh,
2: I'd actually, because mum was into the TV show, we heard that Richard was doing a talk down here in Pembroke. So I'd actually gone to a talk that Richard had done to help my mum out rather than an interest of my own.
1: Mm. So Richard's an Richard's a excellent uh, storyteller.
2: He is, yes. Mm. And he's very likable.
1: Oh, he's absolutely very likable. I mean, he came over here one year, and we had a blast together. And and one of my uh, favorite stories is uh, uh, associated with him, which I don't want to go through because it's quite lengthy. But uh, I always uh, like to tell that one, and people go nuts over it because <laughs> that's they don't they don't believe that Richard is the way he is, but he is. He's a good good bloke, as they say. I say Did- anyway. Did Steve ever back tell back you
2: back. about the time he met so Darren Brown? sounds
1: a bit dodgy, so
2: though. Have you heard of Darren Brown, the illusionist from Britain?
1: No, no.
2: He's a guy who does a lot of... Um, Would you call it psychological ma- magic?
1: Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, psychological so magic. Mental magic?
2: Yes, he um, did Victorian seances and things like that for the TV. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it's bizarre magic, we call yeah. it here. It's, if you it's, look it's him magic- up... Yeah.
2: yeah, his name's Darren Brown. If Look him up, he, he's really entertaining. And we'd gone up to London because Steve was doing a lecture in a pub, because a, a, it sounds better than it, it's actually better than it sounds. Um, okay, it's this good. huge cellar that's used as a venue for sceptics to go and discuss things. So I was upstairs again skeptics? in the pub with, yeah sceptics.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Interesting. Um, Interesting. And academics go along as well. So I'm upstairs in the bar, and earlier that day we have been talking about people we'd like to meet, and I said, oh, I'd love to meet Darren Brown. I think he's fascinating. Steve gets called down to set up, and I go down afterwards, and I, I've got my camera, and Steve said, well, film it. This is the first time I've done this lecture. I can look at it later. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm filming
2: away. Sounds like
1: Steve uh, telling you what to do. Yeah,
2: That's fine. Yep. So I'm filming Steve, and then um, – Dr. Chris French starts talking to him from the other side of the bar. So I pan around to film um, Chris French and I pan back to Steve. Later on that evening, Steve said to me, Did you talk to him then? I said, Who? He said, Darren Brown. Darren Brown was stood next to Chris French and I didn't even
1: notice he was there. Ha! And you already had him on camera too.
2: Yep. And as Steve said to me that night, well, he is a magician.
1: Ha! <laughs> So, uh, uh, interesting.
2: If if you knew that Jan wanted to meet someone, and it was easily within your power to make that happen, wouldn't you make that happen for her? Of
0: course, I did. I stood you next to him.
2: You didn't stand me next to him. You stood me five people away from him. And he's a magician. He disappeared. What did you want
0: to do? Midway through the talk, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. um, Can I just want to make an introduction?
1: Yes, you should have done. Actually, He's, yes, I do that he, when my Jan's in the audience. I always introduce her. And Steve, you should have spent—you uh, spent the
2: rest of the <sighs> evening shouting on the London Underground, marmalade without bits in his
0: jam. That what? Would, that would fall flat with an American audience.
2: <laughs> he had a few um, gins. Oh. Marmalade has pieces of peel in it. Now, in the UK, jam tends to be something that doesn't have fruit pieces in it. So, Paddington beer sort of stuff. But we were going back to Paddington and he thought it was very funny to shout on a very crowded underground train, marmalade without bits in his jam.
0: I shouting it. I was merely explaining my position.
2: Very loudly on a train, with nobody—yeah, when nobody makes eye contact, let alone over speak. the
0: noise of the train. I had to make my point that obviously, if you take the bits out of marmalade, you've got jam.
1: Actually, you have jelly. Jam. Jelly.
2: <laughs> jelly is something that's set with gelatin and wobbles.
1: Not in America. But in America no In America, yeah. if you have a like strawberry jam, it has um, the seeds and the, the things of the fruit in it, and if you have a jelly, it looks like gelatin, it looks like uh, yeah, jello. Uh, yeah. So that there's right. a difference between the two. In America, from America. Conserve and Preserve.
0: Conserve preserve, and
1: Preserve, Preserve yes. is totally different. That's, it. That's like the whole fruit inside and everything. It's a little different. No, it's around it? What? Fruit no. Preserve and Fruit Conserve. It's all jam.
2: It's jam, yeah. <laughs> with bits in.
0: Ghosts back.
2: <laughs> How on earth are we now discussing jam?
1: You brought it up, not me. That's
2: yeah, my fault, I'm sorry. Have you ever seen a tipsy, Steve? a what tipsy
1: do i not, even much know not what that quite
2: is drunk
1: oh oh not quite drunk
2: as in merry not drunk
1: yeah, as we say feeling good
2: uh okay
1: <laughs> polite polite way to say drunk
2: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen him like that
1: no, actually, he has. Uh, after the first year he came here, he has pretty much been a teetotaler over here.
0: Steve, you've the got four sobri- the model of sobriety.
1: Yes, it absolutely yes. We've got to have one of the two. Co-
0: one of the co-hosts has got to be sober.
1: Yeah, he, I'm very proud of him. Actually, uh, he's uh, yeah, he exerted uh, himself. Uh, Lift me up. When I was uh, when he first came over here, of course, I was, uh, you know, trying to help him correct his lifestyle by quit smoking. But uh, that hasn't quite worked out. No, I accept that now, especially with we have all the problem with these water vapor things over here. They're banned in Massachusetts in a lot of instances and everything else. So uh, yeah, (laughs) we'll accept that. I've been I've, I've been. He's not the raging drunk he was the first year, so it's a big difference.
2: Oh, well, that's a joy for you for another time.
1: No, no, that's fine. I like him the way he is.
2: <laughs> you can have him. <laughs> I'll, I'll gift him to you.
1: No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I wouldn't want to break up uh, Yeah, the happy couple.
2: So where will you be spending Christmas this year? Yeah. At home. You and Jan?
1: Oh, yeah amazing and and
2: oh yes and the cat and the cat and the
1: cats yeah but the uh yeah it's uh it's you know jen usually gets stressed i was just there's nothing to stress holidays are so easy now that you know everybody uh you know like both our parents are gone uh and uh, you know we only have one son, so it's it's like uh, yeah, it's 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 great. It's really cool. We we've been married for so long enough that we don't really need a lot of things. So there's no pressure to go get stuff that we don't want. Uh, so we still exchange gifts, of course, but uh, it's not pressure because we have everything we need. <laughs> we have each. We have each other.
2: Oh, it's a shame she wasn't there to hear that.
1: <laughs> no, I'd say it. I wouldn't say it if she was here.
2: <laughs> oh, this is recorded, you know that, don't you? I'll send it to her. This year we're having a, a quieter Christmas day, so of course we've got the boys. Um so far. Our daughter Helen is working um over christmas so we won't be seeing her till the new year and we're going to spend some time uh, we do something locally called uh, christmas together so people who tend to be on their own at christmas uh, get together and spend the day in a big community center they have christmas dinner provided for them entertainment provided for them they just need some helpers so we're going to take the boys down to do that I'm
0: very quiet. Lost a connection. I don't know, I don't think so. I think we might. Um, don't know. Hello.
2: Ron Clock Kolak has left.
0: Oh Ron's left. Oh. What did I bore him? Yeah, I think what's happened is Ron's left. Oh dear. So while we wait for uh, shove over a bit we better join in again since yeah. we? we don't have Neil the co-host which is probably a blessing actually because uh, I don't know where he's gone let's just double check is are, are we actually is there any? Yeah, uh, I presume right
1: okay I can see what's
0: happened here Ron's exploded <laughs> we mentioned the photograph earlier this is the cursed photograph of the Colex and uh, no that's not Ron that's the picture of Ron. I know it's not Ron <laughs> And every time we mention the picture, terrible and dastardly things happen. Uh, it's kind of like, um, like what's happened now to Ron because he dared to mention the picture. I've actually seen um, the original picture because it's locked away in a safe surrounded by several feet of lead and concrete. So dangerous and desperate is this picture.
2: Are there hazard stickers on this safe?
0: No, 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 no. no. I don't know where he even got it from anyway. So while we wait for somebody to um, locate New England's own Van Helsing, um, who's stuck in... Bah- Apparently he said it was snowing earlier, isn't it? I can yes. Wait and see whether that might be a reason why. It could also be, bizarrely, that we might be offline and that, as has happened in the past, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> by the magic of radio. No, no, we can see. We can see. This is this, I'll just, a quick technical lesson from my darling wife. Until we're online, because you can still see Roy's picture.
2: Oh, right. As long as
0: we can see him. We might not be broadcasting anymore, no. but we're connected to them. But, yes, yeah, you can see, there's no picture of... Um, Van Helsing. Yeah, you see? Well, it says he's still there, but that's really... But you see? He's not there. So, poof, gone. There's two of three in the call. So he's obviously left us. Which is a great shame, because we've only got six minutes of the show left, and we, we normally used to traditionally end with Ron singing Polish carols <sighs> that he learnt on his mother's knee... Um, away way back in the mists of Eastern Europe. These were carols that were handed down through the family um, and have always been a great tradition in Poland, because obviously, as you can gather by the surname, Ron comes from that part of Europe. And um, he normally regales us. Uh, for those listeners who haven't heard it before, um, do please go back through our extensive catalogue of podcasts. And um, and listen to the to the carols. So, um, yeah, we're, 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 we're kind of wondering what to do. So uh, in the absence of the Polish carols, boys, can you just pop in a minute? And just wait for Oscar to join us. Oscar, are you going to come in? Ozzy, he's going to sleep. Ozzy's going to sleep, right. Well, the thing is, you see, Ron normally sings a Polish carol. Now, obviously, Ron Ron isn't here and he can't sing a Polish carol. But you could sing a a normal carol. But how about a quick verse of... um, I'm back. Oh, oh, there we go. He can
2: sing the Polish carol.
0: No, you can sing the Polish carol that uh, you you do as your annual uh, uh, serenade to our listeners. I
1: don't think so. Anyway, (laughs) that was bizarre because, well, the weather's kind of crappy here, so we've lost power and... Had a reboot, so it took a minute to get back. But all right, so hopefully you carried on well without me.
0: Oh, I think we just about struggled through until
1: the minute? last minute. Yes. All right, so we want to uh, remind everybody that we will not be here for the next two weeks. They don't know how lucky they are. Yes, they are. But coming next year will be some new changes and some new ideas, so tune in and see what's going to be new here on Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parson and Ron Kohler.
0: We'll be back on the 7th of January. Is that what it is? I think so. It's
2: I'm, my birthday, yes. I've just
0: been told that 20th it is. Yes, because uh, it's
2: my birthday, Ron, so he's bound to have forgotten that. Yeah,
0: see, so I'm in the doghouse now for
1: being on the radio instead of being out that night. Well done. 29. 29. Yeah, see, that's got me into trouble. Good. Well, anyways, Scott, thank you for joining me today and, and giving me all the dirt on uh, Mr. Parsons. I appreciate You're most that. Welcome. And of course, the Little Ghost Hunters. And the Little Ghost Hunters, absolutely. Ethan and Oscar. We, always good to hear their charming little voices.
2: Thank you. Merry Christmas. Yo. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas to you, too. And I hope you get your Avenger Lego thingies.
2: <laughs> I
1: hope they do, too. Mm. So anyway Well, uh, Kat and Steve Have a merry, merry Christmas And a healthy and a wealthy And uh, wise New Year Likewise, talk to you in
0: 2020 Merry